Welcome to Ranch Raves Questions and Quotes, a podcast where I get to bitch, complain, basically my take on over 50 years on this planet. As always, I am not a licensed clinician, doctor, therapist, lawyer, or Indian chief. I'm just a guy that has certain views, certain opinions, certain thoughts on how things are, how things ought to be, how things used to be, and my life experiences. So I invite you, as always, to sit back, relax, grab a snack, join us for a little fun. Maybe you'll think I'm crazy. Maybe you'll think I'm right on the money. Either way, I always, as always, I look forward to hearing from you. You can reach me at mrrants50 at gmail.com or via my blog at my rrqq.wordpress.com and uh, welcome to the show well thank you very much I do appreciate the accolades but they're not really worthy. It's just fucking common sense. Because as I have mentioned in not one, but two, two previous podcasts, customers are looking to buy a product. Corporations are looking to sell a product. But they don't need to... Uh, kill their base, I guess, uh, you know, uh, take the people that would buy their stuff and, uh, turn them against, uh, you know, against the product. But, um, uh, you know, once again, uh, some of these companies just can't help themselves, but, uh, uh, I'd like to start off this podcast with, uh, reliving some uh, some really good old uh, advertising things before they got ruined. So uh, let's take a listen to a few. Cheese. Cheese. Uh. Cheese. Cheese. Uh. Cheese. Dude. Cheese. Uh. Today we salute you, former Budweiser drinkers of America. Together, you've sworn to never drink another drop of Bud Light or any other beer from Anheuser-Busch. Ancient history. Sure, it might taste like piss from a hamster, but it gave us a cheap buzz. And a cheap buzz is exactly what we've needed over the last two years. You said it, brother. So while there might be a tear in your beer and a hole in your heart, hold your heads high and know that today is a new day and there's other beers in the sea. Real man of genius. 
Today we salute you, Mr. Budweiser Head of Marketing Guy. Only you could take a beer and make it... 20 years of amazing ad campaigns, and this is where we end up. Not gonna buy it. What the fuck were you thinking? It's the Bud Knight. It's the Bud Knight. We're saved. Yes. Dilly dilly! Hey, everyone. Sorry I'm late. I was getting my nails done. Oh, I just remembered. I need to get some tampons. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I had to play those. Those were quite, quite, quite funny. And, uh, you know, for those of you that don't know, which unless you've been living under a rock for the last couple of weeks, this trans individual, Dylan Mulvaney, who is a TikTok influencer. No, is he TikTok or is he YouTube? I don't know. He's one of the two. But anyway, he has been chronologically telling the story of his life as becoming a girl. And okay, great. That's his right. He's a legal adult. He can do what he wants. But somebody in Anheuser-Busch's campaign, uh, marketing uh, campaign, decided that it would be a good idea to, uh, you know, basically make a can with his face on it celebrating his 100th day or his year of being a, becoming a girl or whatever the, the flipping thing was. Now, just FYI, those cans are not available for sale, from what I understand, to the general public. It was made specifically for him. And, you know, had it, uh, this individual graciously accepted the, the Budweiser can and shut the fuck up, this never would have been a problem. But... Uh, He's a social media, well, I'm sorry, did I say he or she? I don't know. Anyway, they are a social media uh, influencer or celebrity personality, whatever you want to call them. So therefore, they were bound to show off their good fortune of getting a can with their face on it. They were quite pleased about this, which uh, unfortunately, as it seems for Anheuser-Busch, um, uh, a lot of people weren't too happy about. So, and uh, just a FYI, uh, as an aside, I will be posting the videos that we just played so you can see the 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 great work that whoever uh, did in uh, updating these did. Uh, but yeah, Anheuser Busch is uh, eh, they're really taking a big hit at the moment, and uh, they done what I warned corporations not to do. Sell your product. Quit making overtures to groups. Sell beer. Sell candy. Sell whatever the fuck you're selling. But quit making a gay cell phone, a trans cell phone, a lesbian cell phone, a cis cell phone, whatever the fucking case may be. Quit marketing to individualized groups. 
sell your product to people that want to buy your product. Uh, or else uh, you might have this little issue. All righty, time for some things I like and then some things that I hate. So things that I like. When Americans decide that they are motivated to stop the woke corporate nonsense, it turns out that their purchasing power has real impact. So this is my favorite story of the day. Apparently, Bud Light is just getting absolutely crushed in terms of its sales over the course of the last week and a half. It turns out that when you decide that your chief marketing effort needs to be led by a man pretending to be a woman who is also pretending not to know what March Madness is, and that this is, this is the way that you're going to go. You're going to diversify your audience away from essentially low-income white people and toward instead, you know, like trans women. That Terrible marketing strategy. According to Fox Business, Bud Light suffered a bloodbath this past weekend. Consumers nationwide revolted against the nation's top-selling beer brand after it stepped recklessly into the culture wars last week with its new spokesperson, Dylan Mulvaney, according to bar owners and beer industry experts around the country. Jeff Fitter, owner of Case and Bucks, a restaurant and sports bar in Barnhart, Missouri, said, I think society flexes its muscles sometimes. He said, in Bud Light's efforts to be inclusive, they excluded almost everybody else, including their traditional audience. Fitter's Bar witnessed a catastrophic decrease in sales of the hometown suds among loyal and local customers this week. Sales of Anheuser-Busch Anheuser -Busch bottled products dropped 30% over the past week. Draft beer plummeted 50%. Bud Light normally outsells rival products like Miller Lite and Coors Light 25 to 1 at Braintree Brewhouse in Massachusetts. That is a sports bar outside of Boston. Not this week. 80% of Bud Light drinkers ordered something else this week, according to the brewhouse owner. The 20% who did order Bud Light weren't on social media and hadn't even heard about the transgender person pitch yet. One pub in Hell's Kitchen, a New York City neighborhood known for its large and vocal gay community, reported Bud Light draft sales dropped 58% this week. Bud Light bottle sales were down 70%. Apparently, that bar typically sells through three kegs of Bud Light at one of their events. This is a, this is a, this is a sales rep in Texas. And they, they sponsor a weekly dart league with about 100-plus players every Thursday night. That bar sells three kegs of Bud Light at the event, usually, which is a total of 495 12-ounce pours. The bar sold a grand total of four 12-ounce Bud Light bottles the entire week. So, it turns out, you know what Bud Light customers don't like? Dylan Mulvaney ad campaigns. It turns out that is a bad, bad move. According to some of the other owners, quote, it's kind of mind-boggling they stepped into this realm. You're marketing to an audience that represents a fraction of 1% of consumers while alienating a much larger base of your consumers. Apparently, Bud Light sales have been declining for years, and the brand is likely to be overtaken soon by Corona or Modella as the nation's top-selling beer brand, according to industry observers. I mean, in, in the competition for which is the worst beer, I guess Bud Light is now coming in, you know, first. They, they are the worst beer in America. But your marketing campaign did not help. Now, here's the thing. You might imagine, you might imagine for just a fraction of one second that the executive who is responsible for all of this would get fired, right? That the VP over at Anheuser-Busch, who's responsible for this nonsense, uh, would lose her job. After all, she's done an absolutely horrifyingly terrible job. Right? She, she's the person who suggested, as we played on yesterday's show, that they need to diversify their audience. The best way to diversify your audience is to find a man who pretends that he is a little girl and then have him hold up a Bud Light can with a picture of himself on it as a woman. That person will never be fired ever for the rest of, of her life. She has just ensured job security for herself forever. This is the beauty of wokeness. Her name is Alyssa Heinerscheid. She is, Alyssa will be working for Bud Light the rest of her career, as long as she wants to, because the minute she is fired, she will sue. This is the beauty of DEI. You hire people 
You hire people for diversity and equity and inclusion, and then they promote diversity, equity, and inclusion. And then your business just explodes. And you're like, oh, man, you did a crap job. I thought that you were in charge of selling more beer, not less beer. They're like, yes, but the beer, the people we're selling beer to are better people. And if you don't appreciate the moral quality of the people who now buy Bud Light, sure, it's like two of them, but they, they are the best people. They are transgender, half Native American, half black, half Hispanic, three halves, little people. They, those are the best people. And if you don't appreciate that and you fire me, I will sue you. I will sue you for discrimination against me, against the trans community. All I was doing was trying to make the world a better place. This is what happens when companies decide that they're not in the business of catering to their audience. They're in the business of making the world a better place. You're not. The way that companies typically make the world a better place is by providing goods and services that the market actually likes. It is not the job of Alyssa, whatever her name is, to actually promote world as better place from her perch at Bud Light. No one is looking to Bud Light for moral guidance. It is a beer. If they want to provide moral guidance, then they should get into the non-alcoholic beverage business. It turns out alcohol, not amazing for moral guidance. But again, this is the best way to ensure job security forever is to be woke as F. Okay, meanwhile. And like I said, sell your product for your product. And that's it. Don't market it to rednecks. Don't market it, market it to uh, African-Americans solely. Don't market it to lesbians. Don't market it to gays. Don't market it to trans people. Sell your product for your product, period. People like Budweiser, or in this case, liked Budweiser, but mm, they just didn't like the way it was packaged anymore. Because too many of these corporations are trying to show how inclusive they are and how great they are and all that other bullshit. And people have had enough. They want to buy the product because they enjoy the product, not because it's virtue, virtual signaling to another group or another minority or another whatever the fuck we're going to come up with a word for next. So, I'm getting tired of having to come on and say the same thing with this topic. I'm getting tired of having to come on and there's more that I want to say with regards to the trans community and other issues with that. But I am still wanting to get my interview done with my trans friend before I take a full stand one way or the other because I want to get their side. I want their say on and their feelings on these different things that have come up. I want to get their feelings on whether... They agree that companies should just sell their product or market it to these select groups. I want to get their take on the fact that a trans person shoots up a school, kills three kids, three adults, and the trans person becomes the victim because of all these extemporary laws, supposedly, that were passed by that, uh, by that state. 
instead of focusing on lives that were lost in, instead of, you know, I want to know. I don't, like I said, I don't have a problem with trans people. But the craziness has got to end with it. The craziness across the board with all of this stuff needs to end. It's ridiculous. We have we have crossed in and jumped feet first, head first into the abyss, and there is no bottom to this to to this endless pit. Every time I think we were going to to hit a plateau and uh, maybe meet someone somewhere halfway, we have other issues. I mean, we have. We have issues like, um, you know, uh, like this. Uh, if it comes up, uh, hang on, where is it? There it is. I kind of forget, but I actually have a question for you. You being an anthropologist, which anthropology is the study of human civilization. Human. So if you were to dig up a human, two humans, in 100 years from now, both man and woman, could you tell the difference? you were wondering what that was that was a um, little thing down in uh, <sighs> Riley Gaines um, who you may have heard has made headlines in the last couple of days because she was attacked uh, and basically held hostage, hostage in a classroom at a university she was giving a, a uh, talk at about speaking out against transgendered swimmer Leah Thomas's participation in sports for biological women. Okay, but during the the event, Gaines asked an anthropologist, and uh, I think this came out okay on the sound, but if it didn't, she asked the anthropologist, if you were to dig up two humans a hundred years from now, both man and woman, could you tell the difference strictly off of the bones? He said no. That's when the laughter came out. Then he wanted to know why he was being laughed at. Now, let me explain. I do not have a PhD in anything, much less in anthropology. I have never seen a skeleton other than those little, you know, ones they hang up for Halloween and in science labs. Okay? 
I know. And I don't, like I said, I don't have the education in this field. I don't have a degree in this field. But I know that if you look at the bones of a male and a female, that the pelvic girdle on those, the pelvic bones on those skeletons will be able to tell you by the shape, density, and all those other fun-filled factors that anthropologists have to deal with, whether that individual was a male or a female. Now, that will not tell you if said male or female identified as one or the other or cis or whatever, you know, the terms are. But they can tell by the bones whether this is a male or was a male or was a female. Watch a cop show. There was a, there was a great show on TV called Bones where... The lady could tell, look right at the bone, go, that was a female. Oh, that was a male. Oh, that was a female. Whatever. You are a PhD with 150 years of data, you said. 12 to 14 years of school under your belt. And you haven't learned that you can tell by looking at the bones? There are other bones, too, that are genuinely uh, uh, or sometimes indicative, if I'm not mistaken. Again, I'm not a I'm not an anthropologist, so don't quote me on this. But I believe like the the femur or the tibula, one of the one of the leg bones or the arm bones is bigger in a man than a a woman uh, as a general rule. Not always, obviously, but, (laughs) you know. So, basically, yeah, Twitter users shared their reactions to the viral video with one writing, defund every public university in America, fire all of the the professors and administrators, and start over with sane people. Uh, Another tweet suggested that this video is proof that PhDs can be idiots. Pretty soon, these people will be defending that 2 plus 2 is 5 because they have a Ph.D. Uh, Credentials don't displace demonstrated empirical reality and correspondence to it, but they are going trying to grow the group of people who can't tell the difference to make it political. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And... um, you know, again, I'm getting tired of this mess. I'm getting tired of having to, to, to debate it one way or the other. You're an adult. Be who you want to be. Identify as whoever you want to be. But if you were born a biological male, whether you in your heart of hearts and basic brain cell, bl- your basic thought process, if you believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that you were born the wrong biological sex, changing your physical appearance is not going to transform you into the opposite gender. It just isn't going to do it. You can't. You can't do it. And um, I will um, will add that to say that, uh, you know, this, this 
pretty much explains it. Uh, uh, explains it right here. seen this controversial video that's been making its way across Twitter with over 15 million views. How would you define a woman? Because you've asked other uh, people up here to define how we would define a woman. How would you define a woman? You said you're an EMT. Yes. Okay, if you're responding, you're responding to a health emergency. Biological male. Somebody with a penis is, uh, is having a medical emergency. And they say to you, um, I think I'm having a miscarriage. Would you, would you check them to see if they're having a miscarriage? Would you consider that a possibility for them? Look. <laughs> no, but that's because some people don't have body parts. I feel as though Matt Walsh says the quiet part quite loudly in this clip, and it has resonated with quite a few people. The topic at hand is obviously how do we define a woman, and why that is such a hard discussion in our current society. Let's take a moment to watch the video, and while we do, I want you to really think about how you would answer this question. How would you define a woman, Mr. Walsh? Uh, an adult human female. And how don't trans people, how doesn't a transgender woman fit that definition? Female. Because they're not, they're not female. They, they, they have, they have, you said that you are a biological male, correct? I said I'm transgender. Um, I might be intersex for all we know. About almost as many people in the world are transgender as intersex. And well, a lot of people don't know. Well, but that's a different conversation. Intersex, that's a genetic anomaly. That's a medical condition. So let, that's a completely different conversation. That's also not a, that's not a third gender. That's just a, that's a genetic anomaly that occurs within the sex binary of male and female. Um, a, so you, what you're saying is that a quote-unquote trans woman is a female. By the definitions I'm familiar with, yes. So how would you define female? It's a complicated spectrum. It, it's not complicated, but you also didn't, you also didn't define. So, so what, is, what is a woman? What is a female? What, are, what do these words mean? It's complicated, and I know you're not going to like that answer, but that's because there are no simple answers in human biology. People who go on to more complicated biology classes will talk about sex as a spectrum. It's not. It's not. Well, biological researchers would disagree with you. Well, and they're full of shit, the ones that would say that. And a woman by her nature can get pregnant. A man by his nature never can. So if you meet a woman of childbearing age, say she's 28 years old, and she can't get pregnant, you know automatically that something has gone wrong. And she can go to the doctor and find out what that thing is, even if they can't fix it. So that proves that women by their nature can get pregnant because the simple fact that she can't shows you that there is something Wrong. This is what is known as the exception that proves the rule. Whereas if a male with a penis can't get pregnant, no doctor on earth is going to run tests to see what's wrong with him. <laughs> because they already know it's that he's a male, and there's only male and female, those who can get pregnant and those who can't. So, that's it. That's... 
Do you believe this is an accurate description of what it means to be a woman? Let me know in the comments below. Stitcher Duet. I want to hear from you. Okay. And I hate to say it. Because I try not to... Well, no, I do try to offend people on this podcast. But um, either way, I mean, let's break it down. If you are a biological male and you feel that you were born in the wrong body and you go through the surgeries to become a biological female if you're if you're a trans individual you may have the features you may have the looks you in your mindset may have the feelings attitude, aspects, emotional, whatever the case is, you may feel like you have now become a woman. But you have not become a woman. Physically. Or totally. You are not a biological woman. You cannot have a sex change at this point. And become pregnant. You cannot have a sex change and have a period. Just as the opposite is true. You cannot have a sex change as a woman and get the the penoplasty or whatever the hell the, the medical term is called and produce sperm. You can't do it. Now, there are many drugs on the market estrogen, testosterone, whatever the case may be, that you can grow facial hair, you can look, you can have all the outward appearances of a man as a woman and have all the outward appearances as a man, as a woman of, uh, and be a biological man. But as of this moment in time, right now, that doesn't change the fact that you were born the opposite. It's science. And as a culture that supposedly in the last two years lives on nothing but science, remember the pandemic, remember Fauci, remember all that bullshit that we were shoveled because if science dictates, this is science. Now, I'm not saying that for your own mental well-being and your own feelings and et cetera, et cetera, that going through these processes might make you feel better, might make you feel like you are truly who you think you are. And more power to you. Like I said, I have a trans friend. I still want to do the interview with him, with them and get the their side of the story out. But even then their transitioning does not change who they biologically are. It can change the appearance. It can change their thought process once the transformation has been completed. They might feel more like the opposite sex once this has been done. But biologically, it doesn't change the fact that they were a man before and becoming a woman or a woman before becoming a man. 
That's nature. That's science. I'm, again, I'm not, you know, I'm probably going to be being offensive. All, all the other listeners that don't agree with my mindset are probably going to say, oh, I'm being offensive. I'm, I'm being transphobic. I'm being whatever. No, I'm, I'm honestly not. You do you as an as a legal adult with all the the respons- fun and responsibility that, that comes with in this culture. You do you. You want to get a sex change? Be my guest. No problem. I have no problem with you. I have no problem with the fact that that's what you feel like you need to do to, for your own peace of mind, your own mental stability, your own uh, view on yourself. No problem. I will still treat you with the respect that you have coming to you and that you have earned and and, and uh, deserve. But it doesn't change the fact that if you were a biological male before, you have not now become a biological woman by going through the transitioning process. If you were a biological woman before, it doesn't change you into a biological male again by going through the transition formational process you are still a biological man that now looks seems might fool people into believing that you are a female and on the flip side you might be a biological female that after the transitioning process you might look seem talk grow beard you know facial hair whatever and fool people into thinking that you are a man. But it doesn't change the biological nature of the way you were born. Now, I don't know what scientists holds. Maybe in 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, that could happen. That could happen. I don't know. I'm not going to hold my breath because I won't be around by then. I'll be long gone. And, um, uh, I'll be pushing up the daisies, and uh, when someone digs me up in 100, 200 years, they'll go, he was a guy. And that's all there is to it. Again, one final time, I'm not saying that if you were an adult and you feel like you were born in the wrong gender identity, that if this makes you feel better, if this is better for your your mental health, for your physical health, for your spirit. Be my guest. Transform all you want to. But scientifically, when it comes down to it, if you are a man and you remove those body parts, it does not make you a biological woman. If you were born a biological woman and you get those body parts added and other body parts taken off, it does not make you a biological male. It just doesn't. So, anyway, if you like to debate or argue or tell me I'm full of shit or whatever, feel free, as always, to uh, contact me, MrRance50 at gmail.com or my blog, myrrqq.wordpress.com. Again, I am trying to set up the the interview with my trans friend, and hopefully uh, we can get their information and their take on the things and... Um, see if they think I'm off my nut, you know, off my rocker, uh, or if I'm, uh, speaking the truth or maybe 
Maybe. It's possible. Maybe. I don't have all the information because, as I always like to say, I'm not a licensed doctor. I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm only going on 50-plus years of observation and uh, life experiences, and these are my opinions. And, again, uh, if you're happy, if you're over 18 and you're straight, bi, trans, gay, I don't care. If you're happy, you're happy. I'm happy. So you do you, I'll do me, and I'll talk to you on the next one.